Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Great to be with you today. If you're joining from our Marble West location, how crazy was Wednesday when we had that earthquake? I don't know what you're doing, but I was at my study desk uh, working away and I felt the house start to, to rattle a little bit. And I was like, man, that's a big truck that's coming down the road. And then as it started to shake and move back and forward, I was like, that's no truck. This is an earthquake. And so I don't know what it was like in your household. Uh, maybe you're in the office or in the workplace or in the car. But right now, why don't you just write in the chat room what was going through your mind, what you were thinking, how you experienced the earthquake on Wednesday. So surreal. Well, we're in week three of our series on relationships. And we're looking at how we can build stronger, healthy relationships into our lives. And week one, we looked at intimacy. And intimacy is the experience of really knowing or being known by another person. So we delved into that in week one. Week two, we delved into healthy conflict. And I shared that quote from Max Licata where he said, conflict is inevitable, but combat is optional. And so those are two great messages. If you missed them, you can jump onto our church website uh, to download the podcast or jump onto YouTube to watch them again. And I really believe that we're getting... Not I believe, I know we're getting great feedback from people in the church saying how this is really helping their relationships. And so please, if you want to share it with someone or you need to rewatch or re-listen again, go to those places and you can do that. Let's pray. God, bless our time together this morning. Thank you for the time we've already had to praise and worship you, Jesus. We just want to praise you this morning. Hear from your word how we can do relationships better. In Jesus' mighty name, everyone said, Amen. I think I shared in week one, it might have been last week, how I have a twin brother called, called Kestrel and how we're really close to each other. Even though he lives in Adelaide now, which is, you know, some eight, nine hour drive away, we're really close. We talk to each other every second, third day, talk about life, family, church, uh, career, work, sports, all types of different things. Like I said, we're really close. But in our teens, there were occasions where we would scrap a lot and we'd actually get into physical fights with each other and fists throwing heads elbows or you know wrestling on the ground uh, trying to inflict pain on the other person but we never broke any bones or there never any black eyes but we, we used to get it on sometimes and it was always over the silliest most ridiculous smallest things i can remember two occasions uh, distinctly in my mind where we were fighting one was in the kitchen of our home when we lived in Bangarang Avenue in Sunshine shout out to good old Bangarang Avenue uh, getting to a fight in the kitchen there another one we fought outside the Masonic Hall uh, in Sunshine and guess what wait wait till you hear this we fought there after church one night so that's right the pastor's sons were fighting at the front of the building where we met for church having a punch on. How, how funny is that? How, how ridiculous is that? I want you to pause for a moment, look in your own life and maybe stop to think, are there areas in my own life that I'm fighting right now? I'm fighting with someone. We may be fighting it with our spouse or our kids or our parents. We might be fighting the government or some ideology or we're fighting for some social 
injustice. If you look in the streets this week in Melbourne, there's been protesters who have been out uh, protesting, fighting for what they believe, whether rightly or wrongly, but they're fighting about something that they believe in. And yet, honestly, if we stop to think about it, honestly, I really believe that when it comes to one of the greatest fights that we need to be engaged in, so many of us are asleep, so many of us are shrinking back, so many of us are not engaging. What is that area? It's the fight for our families. The fight for our families. Of all the social structures we have created, family is the original. The only thing that precedes family is God. And we see in the Bible that it was God who created the family after he created Adam and then created Eve and they were together. It's the very first institution that God made. Family is important to God. Now, enemy, the devil, he knows this and he understands and he knows the best attack that he can make is not on governments or economies or institutions or any of these types of things, politics or anything like that, or even the church, even though he hates the church, he knows the greatest area to attack is the family. And I believe we're seeing that at these times, the attack against the family, the, the redefining of what family is and like that. If he can break the family, he knows the domino effect of hurt and pain and suffering and damage and chaos that can follow. He knows that the frustration, the sense of failure, the betrayal, the loss that follows the breakdown of family. And I just want to pause today and say this. If that's your story, if, if broken home, a broken family, broken marriage is your story, I, I want to say this to you. There's no condemnation here at Elevation Church. There's no judging. There's no looking down. We believe that God can heal you from the pain and the suffering of your past. He can break through for you. He can restore. He can give you a new beginning. He can rewrite your story. That's, that's 100% what I believe, what Pastor Gabby believes, what we believe at Elevation Church. And he is more than able to bring healing and restoration to your life, to, to relationships, and to do that, and it's not over, the best is yet to come. And I believe, if you believe that God's best is yet to come, come on, will someone give God some praise in their home right now? Will someone chat in the chat room? Come on, give God some praise. There's a man in the Bible, his name's Nehemiah, and he has this burden to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Uh, and so Jerusalem, which was used to be the capital city of, of Israel, is in ruins. It's a shadow of its former glory. The walls are broken down. Uh, its people are scattered. And Nehemiah says, I want to rebuild these walls. And he knows that the rebuilding of the walls, that in rebuilding the walls, the Israelites can rebuild their homes, can rebuild their families, can rebuild their culture, can rebuild their identity. But it's not going to be easy. See, not only are they undergoing a massive infrastructure project, they have an enemy who wants to stop them. If you have your Bibles in Nehemiah 4, 13, therefore I stationed, this is Nehemiah, some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. This is the enemy. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome. And fight for your families, your wives, 
your sons, your daughters, and your homes. And then down to verse 20 says, whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there, our God will fight for us. Nehemiah tells the people, if you will fight for your families, God will fight for you. And just like Nehemiah, we have an enemy today too. We have a spiritual enemy who wants to do all he can to break down our walls, to lay waste to our families and our lives, to bring destruction upon us. And if he can break down those walls and break apart our, our families, he feels like he's accomplished his mission. But I want to see this, say this today, to say to some man, some woman, some husband, uh, wife, parent, child, some sibling, whoever it might be today, to our church, if you will fight for your family, God will fight for you. And if you're not a parent here today, please don't turn this off, don't walk away, I think this is a message for someone else. This is a message for every person, regardless if you have your own children or you don't. You might have nephews or nieces, you've got brothers and sisters, you've got parents, you, you may be a spiritual mum or dad to someone in this church, who you're a young person whose wife you've watched grow up and speak into. Today I want to say to you, you can fight for them also. There's an example in Genesis 6 where God is about to send a flood to basically destroy all of mankind because of the wickedness the sin and the evil in men's, man's heart. But there's one man who fought for righteousness, who fought to raise his family in a godly manner. That man's name was Noah. Because of this man, God spares Noah's life. God spares his family. And God spares his family. See, again, if you fight for your family, God will fight for you. What does God do? God gives Noah plans to build an ark. So over a hundred year period, Noah builds this ark and when the day finally arrives, Noah personally makes sure, personally makes sure his entire family is in the ark. He makes sure his wife, he makes sure his sons, he makes sure that his daughters, daughter-in-laws are in the ark. And then once they are in the ark safely, he follows them in and then closes the door behind him. Noah didn't leave the safety of his family to anyone else. And that's important today, Elevation. That's important today, church. That's important today, parent, that to save our children, we should not just leave it to the schools or the church. We shouldn't just leave it to someone else, delegate that to some other person. Church today, don't leave it to me to save your children. Don't leave it to our Elevation kids team to, to, to look after your children. Don't leave it to the youth leader. Don't leave it to, don't even leave it to your partner. Dads, don't leave it to mum. Mums, don't leave it to dad. It's your responsibility to fight, to pray for, to believe, to intercede, to speak their life and to, for salvation, to pray your kids into that ark. There's another example in the Bible of a man fighting for his family in Job 1 verse 5. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. That's talking about his children. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed gods in their heart. Thus Job did regularly. Job knew he had a job. 
to do to raise his children in a way to follow Christ. And he was saying to a spiritual enemy, he was speaking to the spirit realm and saying, I cover my family with the blood of Jesus. I know Jesus wasn't there then, but I'm giving you an example of what we would say today. Wrong relationships, drugs, depression, sickness, illness. I fight against you in the name of Jesus. I stand against you. I rebuke you. I stand for my children. I stand for my marriage. I stand for my relationships. I stand for my partner. I stand for my church. And I gotta ask us today, When's the last time, mums and dads, you covered your family in the blood of Jesus? When's the last time you declared and you prayed, God, I pray, I pray a covering of Jesus' blood of my family, like, like the children of Israel when they were in Egypt, and God says to put, to put the lamb's blood on the lintels. Are we doing that in our own homes today, church? When was the last time? Young person, you proclaim the name of Jesus over your home, over your brothers and sisters, over your parents. Jesus, I lift up your name. Personally, for me, while my children are still young, even though they're starting to come in their teen years, while they're still young and they may not understand it, and even when they're old enough to have to have made their own personal decision to follow Jesus Christ, I'm going to stand for my children. I'm going to fight for my children. I'm going to keep proclaiming the blood of Jesus over their lives, over my home, over their home when they leave uh, my home. I'm going to declare that in the name of Jesus, his forgiveness, his power, his salvation, his sanctification, his righteousness, his healing, his ability to overcome, his blessings, his new life. I'll never stop praying that. And parents, I want you to never stop praying that over your children, no matter how young or how old they are. If you fight for your family, God will fight for you. See, my greatest calling I had is not to be a pastor of a church or even to be a pastor, though I take that role very seriously. And I pray and I believe for everyone in this church. I love you so much. My greatest calling is to fight for my family, my wife, my two sons, my daughter, to fight that they may know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And today, that is your greatest calling too. It's not to build wealth. It's not to have fame or prestige or to have experience. It is to call your family to know Jesus Christ. Joshua 25, 15. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What's the declaration over your family today? What words are you speaking? What do you proclaim when it comes to serving the Lord your God? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This ought to be the prayer of every follower of Jesus Christ. Jesus, I want to serve you with my life. Let my life be an offering to you, Lord Jesus. That, you know, every day we want to speak out to the spirit realm. God, my Father, God, Father God, I, I, I just want to just give you glory today. In my own life, I say, God, my Father served you. I am going to serve you. I pray my children will serve you. My grandchildren, my great-grandchildren will serve you. And there's that great song that we've been singing recently, the blessing and, the, and to a thousand generations that they may serve God. 
The fight starts with serving God, with serving the Lord, with serving Him in our lives and serving others, with serving our partner and our children, our parents, serving our siblings, with serving in the church, with community in God's church. The church isn't all there is to walking with God, but let me just say this, it's a big part of walking with God. Hebrews 10, 25, do not give, not giving up in meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Guys, the day's approaching. Jesus is coming soon. When is soon? We don't know. It's God's timetable, but we're closer than we've ever been before. Jesus is coming. The day is approaching. Set the example that church is important. Be consistent in your regular gathering with the saints. I, I, I know it's hard in COVID. I get that. I know it's hard in online world. It's different. It's not the same as in person. I get that. I feel it too. And I'm the pastor of the church. I know it's difficult, but please make the effort. Lean in, log on, bring up the website, show your, show your family, you know, church in person, church online, you're fighting for your family. Can I say this? When you prioritize church, when you prioritize God's commands in your life, when you teach your family about Jesus Christ, let me tell you something. When evil thoughts, when depression, when drugs, materialism, hurt, pain, lies, self-doubt, insecurities, evil spirits, when they come and try to attack the lives of your family, your loved ones, your children, they'll remember the stories they learned in Elevation Kids. They'll remember the messages preached from the platform as they grew older. They'll remember the praise and worship and the presence of God upon their lives during those times. They'll remember the love and appreciation and acceptance they received. They'll remember the godly men and women that came alongside them that were a friend, a mentor, a coach that spoke into their lives. They'll remember all those things. And when life comes crashing down, you know what they're going to do? They're going to call out to God because they saw their parents call out to God in hard times in their life because they saw the church call out to Jesus to come and his presence be around the church in times of difficulty. And they too will follow in the steps. They too will serve the Lord as their parents did. They will cry out to God. And in that moment, he will answer them. If you fight for your family, God will fight for you. Parents never underestimate the importance of church in the life of a child. What you prioritize, your child will prioritize. In the New Testament, Paul writes a letter to a man named Philemon. It just so happens that this man is part of a church that's meeting in a home. Sound a little bit familiar to us today, church? They're meeting in a home. We're doing that right now. We're all meeting in our homes doing church. It's a home church. And there's an incredible idea for us. Church in our homes. And I'm not talking this structured thing that's happening right now. Our Sunday 10 a.m. church, our 7.30 p.m. prayer meetings, all those things that we do. I'm talking about unorganized church. I'm talking about us as men and women of God, as parents, as young people, as children, having church in our own homes, a place where we worship God, this prayer. God's word is declared, the Holy Spirit's presence is felt and he is leading us. 
How might our family looks, looks different if we didn't just see church as a Sunday event, but we saw it as something that happened every day in our homes all around Melbourne. Deuteronomy 6, 6, these commands that I give you today are to be on your hearts, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Can you play, can you, can you play some praise music, some worship music in your home? Can you play it in your car, sing to it? Can you get a Bible for your kids, for your spouse? Can you read that Bible? Can you go through a Bible plan together? Can you pray together as a, as a family? Pray for every one of your, your children together. Can you, can you, when there's stress and anxiety and worry in one of your child's life, instead of, you know, going to the medicine cabinet, instead of positive thinking, Come on, we're going to pray right now. We're going to bring God into this environment. Can you pray for someone when they're, when they're sick? Pray in the car. Pray wherever you're going. Teach God's commands to your family. Teach godly principles. Teach the word of God to your children, to your spouse, to your partner. Stay, teach them what's right, not according to the world's definition of right, but what God says is right. Can you stand against wrong? Don't shrink back from God's truth. See, make being in God's presence every day of your family's life, not just a Sunday event. So the question is, why aren't we fighting for our families? Why aren't we doing that? It's because we're often distracted. We're distracted by the things going around us. We're distracted by work, raising children. We're distracted by career and and trying to make wealth, we're distracted by chasing after this experience or looking for this relationship. We're, we're, we're distracted by possessions and regret and pleasure and apathy. And, and there's good things in our life and there's bad things in our life, but either can distract us from God. Good things can distract us from God. Bad things can distract us from God. Please don't let either distract you from what matters most, and that's your family the first social unit that God ever made after creation. Can I challenge us today, parents, to make God a priority in your family so that when your kids grow up, they make God a priority in their family. Let me say it again. Make God a priority in your family now so that when your kids grow up and they leave home and they start their own family, guess what? They make God a priority in their family too. And, and, and it's hard. I know that. I, I know it's a battle. I know it's a fight. And if I'll be honest with you today, I too find myself distracted at times. I too find myself doing and being pulled to and fro here and there. I'm distracted as well. But we need to not be distracted. Let's not let the temporal distract us from the eternal. Let's not let these temporal things, which one day will go and disappear, distract us from the eternal of fighting for our families to see them come to know Jesus Christ. If you fight for your families, God will fight for you. Ephesians 6, 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We're in a fight today, church. There are spiritual forces that are fighting for control over your family, your children, your spouse, your life, over your destiny. Maybe your home is under attack. Maybe your marriage, maybe the eternity of your loved ones today. Would you fight for it? 
Maybe the walls of a long gone. Maybe, maybe your family is already broken. Know this today. The walls can be rebuilt. Restoration can be made. Fight for what's left. Would you fight to restore? Maybe your family's not following God. They're not where they should be. They don't know Jesus Christ. Fight for them today. Uh, my mum's an amazing woman. I, I, I love her so much. We are so blessed, my brother and I, and uh, my children, my wife, my dad, to have such a, an amazing, godly woman in our lives, a great example of a wife and a mother. And uh, when she married my mum so many years ago, they were living in a town called Gympie up in Queensland. And she married my dad, and both my dad and my mum felt a call of God upon their lives to, to move to Melbourne to be assistant pastors of a church in the Daniel Mountains. And so they, they, they did that 30 years ago. And, and it, was, it was hard for my mum because her family were not a religious family. Uh, they weren't, uh, it wasn't a godly home. And so they, they didn't really understand what was happening, what was going on, why the youngest daughter was moving, youngest sister was moving away. And, but still, uh, my parents did that. And they didn't understand it, but they never stopped loving her, but they just, they just didn't understand it. And, you know, there was a tension there. My mum never stopped praying and stopped loving them and stopped showing, showing them God's grace. And she kept praying for them all those years. Well, a number of years ago, uh, my mum's sister, Michelle, who pretty much raised my mum from a young age, because there's a big age gap between the sisters. And uh, she raised my mum uh, when she was a kid, started to have some serious health issues and got to the stage where the, the doctor said that she had months, maybe a, a year or so uh, of life left. And uh, it was at that time that my mum started to fight harder for her family. So at that time that my mom started to stand up and fight for her family and to pray for her and it took 30 years but on my auntie's deathbed uh, my mom was able to lead my auntie I should say before that time to a relationship with Jesus Christ. She gave her life to Jesus and on her deathbed she said to my mom that she was looking forward to meeting Jesus, to entering heaven to spending eternity with Jesus. Today, church, I've shared that story before, but I share it again because I just want to say, church, don't stop fighting for your families. It's never too late. It's never over. It may not have happened yet, but it can happen. It will happen. God will come through. God will bring breakthrough in your life and in your family. Nehemiah 2.20, I answer them by saying, the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share. You have no, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. Nehemiah told the enemies, and they weren't just enemies from other cities, from other nations. There were also enemies from within inside Israel as well. Nehemiah told his enemies that they had no share, no claim, no historic right to the city of Jerusalem. Today, someone needs to be reminded, someone needs to hear this. The enemy has no share, no claim, no historical right to your family, to your marriage, to your children. Today, church, if you will fight for your family, God will fight for you. Let's pray. God, today, we just thank you for that. Jesus, we just pray today that we are a church of men, women, 
young people who are standing up and we're fighting for our family, Lord God. Today, there might be people who today this has touched. This has been a real challenge on them. This has been a, a conviction for their life. I pray today they're standing up to fight for their family. God, they're praying for their partner. They're praying for their children, loved ones, Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that there's no condemnation, but God, there's a stirring in their heart to start to declare the name of Jesus, to start to serve you and to serve your church, to start to prioritize God in their life so that their children will prioritize you, God. Pray, Lord Jesus, today that that is happening in people's lives. There's other people here today, and maybe today's the first time you've heard a message like this. Maybe today's the first time you've tuned into church and you don't know Jesus. Today, as I'm talking about fighting, I want to tell you that the greatest fighter that ever existed the one who stood up and fought for us, fought for humanity, died on a cross for you and I. His name was Jesus Christ. And in fighting for you, God then fights for you today. He offers you eternal life. He's forgiven you of your sins. He wants a relationship, an intimate relationship with you. And I want to give you an opportunity today to invite Jesus into your life. The way to have this fighter, this champion, to have this success in your life, is to invite Jesus into your life. And it's not about success. It's actually about accepting that you need a savior to save you from your sins. You need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Otherwise, you won't go to that place we call heaven and spend eternity with God. Instead, you'll go to a place that we call hell and all the pictures and all the imagery that we have of what that means. And it's an eternity separated from Jesus Christ in darkness and pain and suffering. Today, I want to give you that opportunity to receive Jesus as your Savior. It's a very simple prayer to pray with me. Dear Jesus, I thank you. You fought for me. I want to know you today. Come into my life. Pray with me. Dear Jesus, I thank you. You fought for me. I want to have you in my life. Be my Savior. Lord Jesus. God, as people have prayed that prayer today, come upon their lives. Let them know the revelation of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, as you're imparting into their spirit, into their soul right now, let them sense and know you, Holy Spirit, and know that there is a transformation that they're being made into new creations today. Today is the start of an incredible journey, the next chapter in their life with Jesus Christ, the greatest fighter of all time. In Jesus' name.